I, I think one of the potential differences, I guess, between a dumpling and a ravioli is a dumpling is one piece. Like ravioli's Italian. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Our featured Pokemon this week is a puppy that rocks. A few pop-up events will be making this weekend's Community Day a little more special. Alola and farewell to this sunny beach vacation of an event. History, Pokemon, and a safari await trainers at Seville in May. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 182. It's March 8th, International Women's Day. A happy International Women's Day to all of the listeners that identify as such. Uh, I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How's it going, man? Uh, It's going good. It's going good. Great. Great. (laughs) That's more positive than normal. Uh, So did something like monumental happen today? Did you win the lottery? No, we had one day of like 70 degree weather over here and it was good. It was right after we just got buried in snow. What? No, last last Saturday. We, there oh, wait, was no, no sorry. Snow. It was it was before we got buried. Yeah, in right snow. before. Two right days before, later, we got right like before. three inches of snow. But uh, we, yeah, yeah, it was it's like a 40 or 50 plus degree swing in like two days here. We love to see it. The thunder that night was impressive. It was. We loved it. Man, why do we always start off with Chicago weather patterns? I suppose because they are actually interesting as opposed to other places where they might be, I don't know, consistent, predictable, hospitable. Anyway, everybody, welcome to episode 182 of the GoCast podcast. As I've already said, let's get this show back on track, but not before we shout out two new patrons of ours. A big, big thank you to Ethan and Dish Taco. Thank you very much for your patronage (laughs) and for supporting the show. All right, Kyle, we set some goals last week. Oh, boy, did we? I'm interested. I'm interested to hear how you did. I think you probably beat me this week. Actually, I'm, I'm almost certain you did. <laughs> All right. So you wanted to finish the collection challenge for the Alola event that was happening this week. Yes. OK. All new entries besides Jang Moo and Rock Ruff. I, I did better. I got the Rock Ma, Rock Ruff Dex entry and I caught Jang Moo. I can't believe that you got the Jengmo. But what about the rest? Did you finish everybody yes, else? I got I got everything else. Oh, OK. Um, All right. Because your goal was, was besides those two. So yeah. you got them. Litton was much harder to get than the other two for me. There were not many out there. Really? I was drowning in Paplio all day when I played on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Rowlet and Litton have been not very common. Interesting. I wonder if maybe you were by a nest or I'm not entirely sure. No, I know because I played by a nest of cows. Oh, that's right. You did tell me that. That's right. But what about 200,000 Stardust? I did not do that. Oh, my. Okay. The Mele Mele research. Did you finish that? I did. Okay. And 50 eggs. Did you hatch them? I did not. Okay. How close did you get? You sound Uh, a little distraught. Not very because shortly after we recorded... I just got inundated with two Ks and mm-hmm. at more than one point in the week. My inventory was nine two K eggs. 
And I'm like, okay, you, Niantic, you want me to spend money. I'm not going to spend money on 2K eggs. Sorry, not happening. If, if they let you trash an egg for like 25 coins, would you do it? Only if I knew I was not going to get another 2K from spinning again. Oh, I doubt that that would ever be a thing. <laughs> but like if if they like came at you in a fixed rotation instead of a random type of egg, like every six eggs is a 10K or something like that. Mm-hmm. I might consider doing that. Hmm. Yeah, be, actually, it'd be kind of cool if you could swap in 2K eggs for 2K egg tokens and then pay like 10 of those for a 5K and then 10 to 5K tokens would get you like, you know, a, a 10K or something like that. What That'd be interesting a, to see. What is this, a gacha game? Yeah, I guess it's where my head's at right need, now. It kind of makes uh, sense, though. 40 different currencies. Yeah, that, but I would have liked to hatch eggs this week. I would have, but yeah. not yeah. that much. Well, that's all right. You still did quite a bit from the looks of it. I also wanted to do the collection challenge. I managed that. The Mela Mela research. I did do that. All new entries. I did not. I did not catch enough of everything. Boom. Uh, mostly the starters, but I do have more than enough young goose that I know what to do with. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> 50 eggs. I did do that. I did do that uh, since yesterday. Today, I have to bunch and one million experience did not manage to do that i have a best waiting but it wouldn't have made a difference i so, I, I did that this last week <laughs> you got a million nice oh, yeah i uh i did the evolution hour today so i had a bunch of hop up tab from community day got like five hundred thousand experience just from evolution oh man that's smart i didn't think about that i didn't yeah i'm gonna start saving bulk community day catches for evolutions when the candy is not valuable i was uh, busy uh writing these notes and breaking down mentally a little bit during spotlight <laughs> hour today so uh, we're uh, we're quite all right <laughs> something else this week i fed a ton of berries to pokemon and gyms i probably fed 600 berries wow whoa yeah whoa i was dedicated about it I had Pokemon in gyms for extended periods of time. I'm, I'm out of berries right now. I have like 100 pin apps, 100 golden raz, and silver pin apps because I don't feed those. I need to restock. And I also have a Pokemon in my dad's gym that used to be my home gym. It's been there for over three days now. Wow, three, three days, <laughs> three days, only three Pokemon in it. All three of them have no CP. It's like it's called motivation, Kyle. Yes, uh, I know. I, I can't believe that the cap for getting coins like your benefits stop so soon, because like I feel like if you hold a gym for like, you know, a week, that should be rewarded in some way. I mean, yes, but at the same time, I don't care. Just it being in the gym is the reward because I set a 30-minute timer on my phone when I'm home and I open it up and I feed the berries and then I close my phone and it made the berries evaporate. Then how did you not get your stardust goal, Kyle? Well, I didn't have enough I didn't have enough berries. I didn't catch that much <laughs> this weekend. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, you're a new man. I never thought I'd ever hear you speak so positively about berries before. So awesome. Good for you. Hey, I always speak positive about berries. I just can't hold gyms because instinct doesn't hold gyms around here. That's true. So wait, who did you pay off? <laughs> Look, I have no idea, but apparently nobody wants to hold that gym anymore. So I can't mm -hmm. complain. This is the you second time. 
you generated a reputation for yourself and then you left and it's it's maintained itself. <laughs> no, because I went to the park where we have played several community days and I held the gym there for 36 hours. Oh my gosh. And really? That's, with two is so high traffic. With two Pokemon in it. So I was like, mm. what is happening? Why is that's nobody right. taking this gym bag? That's not right. I feel like a lot of people just don't uh, interact with gyms on that level oh, at yeah. all. It takes, and I, well, you I have think, to stop, you know. I think in general, though, it's it's gym interaction is probably down compared to what it used to be. I also bet that it's much more likely that a poke stop at like a coffee shop or sorry, a gym at a coffee shop is more fought over than stops like on a running trail or something where people are interested in, in moving, moving instead of stopping to mm-hmm. fight. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the benefits aren't nearly as lucrative as stopping to do a team go rocket grunt or a leader, you know, so I, I could see people not stopping anyway. We are getting away from ourselves here. So we're going to go. I'm just going to push us right into the news section. Yo, what's going on? It's the news. All right. So we've got two pieces of news here. They're kind of ancillary supplementary pieces of news. The first one is Pokemon Go Safari Zone Seville, or is it Sevilla? We're not entirely sure. I'm going to keep saying Seville, but I do want everybody to know and appreciate that Kyle stopped me before the show. (laughs) And he's like, I don't think we're saying that right. And we both researched it. And neither of us are any more confident in the in the pronunciation having done said research. Yes. But we did try. We won our credit. (laughs) No, I mean, I wish I could just say all this stuff, right? But hey, we give it our best shot. Trainers, are you ready for Pokemon Go Safari Zone Seville? Because tickets are available now. Join us from Friday, March 13th to Sunday, March 15th at Parque de Alamillo and be a part of Spain's first ever Safari Zone event. Participating trainers will be able to encounter a plethora of Pokemon that embody the spirit of Seville's fabled founder, Hercules. General admission tickets are 21 euro, including applicable taxes and fees, and grants gameplay from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on the specified event days. Early access tickets are 26 euro, including applicable taxes and fees, and grants gameplay from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. on these specified event days. All right, so... Cool. Tickets are available. That's awesome. Go grab them. Now, uh, one thing I should say is that I do believe that they are limited in availability because it is a physical in-person event, right? So don't wait too long. There are limited supplies on these tickets. So so grab them if if you're interested in going. Uh, And this is coming up pretty quick. May 13th is right around the corner. So if you need to travel, Make sure you've got this ticket so that you didn't, you know, make the trip and not be able to participate and make your plans now. Otherwise, you're going to regret it later. You know, we are so complacent and so used to these digital events now (laughs) that people are like, oh, I'll just wait to see if I'm free five minutes before the event because I'm not sure if I'm working or something comes up and I want to be available and keep all those doors open. That time of our lives is quickly closing, (laughs) unfortunately. So for these in-person events, make sure you pay attention if you want to take it and go grab it before you miss your opportunity. Now, the thing here that I'm mostly interested in is the spirit of Seville's fabled founder, Hercules. Is this like the, the Greek hero or you know, uh, demigod Hercules? I don't like, know. Is, is it the same one? We're, we're about to find out. Give me two seconds. Okay. So I'm going to muse on this for just a second. Also, I wanted to use the word muse while talking about Hercules. Not sure how I'm really rusty on my history of the natural world over there <laughs> and, uh, you know, human history and stuff. 
I got no answers. This article is way too long for me to skim to give us an answer. It is apparently the Greek demigod, Hercules. But I don't know what his connection with it is. Over the years, its name was changed to Heracles, but Latinos know him as Hercules. Hence the legend that arises Seville as founded by God, a God who had broken the mountains linking Spain and Africa so that they could cross the Strait of Gibraltar. I love this stuff. That's so cool. (laughs) Hercules ended the life of the king Tartasos Geryon with a poison arrow. But it is not of this arrow strike that we now write. Hercules' first crush was the one he felt for that land on the edges of the, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce this word, <laughs> that he had just discovered. He named it his palace, which means plain next to a river, later known as Sevilla. So, huh. yeah, apparently in, in mythology, he, he founded and named the place, I suppose. Uh, that's very, very cool. Anyway, the next piece of news here and the last piece of news for this week is this thing here about IRL Community Day activations. Trainers were excited to announce that in-person Pokemon Go Community Day meetups will be coming to select cities around the world on Sunday, March 13th, 2022. Enjoy photo ops while playing and trading with other trainers during Sandshrew Community Day. You don't need to register to join the fun. Can't make it to one of our in-person events? Don't worry, you'll still be able to participate in Sandshrew Community Day wherever you are. Our in-person community day meetups will happen on Sunday, March 13th at 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time, which for the uninitiated, that's just the, the, the event hours. So nothing special. You don't have to remember a second set of numbers, it's the same numbers. <laughs> the following cities will feature in-person celebrations. Now, I'm going to hard pause. Uh, there's 23 of these cities, and many of them will embarrass me by attempting to say them correctly. So <laughs> in favor of not doing that, we will push you towards the link in the show notes to this article, and you can go read the list yourself. But here are a few highlights. There's, you know, this Monterey, which is to be determined in what city it's going to be in. Munich, uh, Dusseldorf, London has two meeting spots. St. Alfedge Park in Whitfields Gardens, Manchester and Piccadilly Gardens. There's one in California and in Oakland, Indianapolis and in Washington, D.C. I don't see any other ones in the States, but there's a lot of European locations. So hopefully you all have a great time and we see some pictures and hear stories and that'll be great. But that's it for the news, which means that we're going to go right into Gear Up. This week on Gear Up, we're going to take a quick look at Tapu Koko and Lycan Rock, that is to say, Evolution of Rock Rough, which we'll learn more about a little bit later. First up, there's Tapu Koko. It's a fairy electric type. We talked about it a little bit last week. We're just rating it about its usability right now as an attacker. Specifically, rating, because PvP is a whole different can of worms. Fairy electric type. No access to charm, which means that fairy type is just dead. It it doesn't do anything. Its charge move is Dazzling Gleam, so that's that's okay, I suppose, if you want to do that. That's the move. Electro-type moveset, Volt Switch, Thunderbolt. I believe last week we flip-flopped a little bit on which was better, Thunderbolt versus Thunder. The, I believe we said something to the effect of it depends on what you're using it for. Yeah, I think the simulations just weren't all up to date. As of now, the general consensus is Thunder is worse than Thunderbolt. 
And generally speaking, even if they were to uh, perform identically, let's just say the 50 energy charge moved to 30 damage and the 100 charge moved to 60 damage, the 50 energy charge move will be recommended over the other one because most simulations will have you get to that last half cast that you would not have reached with the full bar charge move. Mm -hmm. Getting KO'd while you still have energy is huge for determining that, which is why... It's lost value. There's a balance there, but it's also why moves like Dragon Claw are not very good for PVE because its damage is so low despite being low energy cost. But anyways, the numbers this is going to be real quick and simple because there's not a whole lot to say. DPS of 15.2, TDO of 386.7. Those are not good numbers. Some comparison for other electric types. Electric is not a very crowded field in Pokemon Go or in Pokemon in general, actually. At the top, you have Zekrom, 17.46 DPS and 602 TDO. Just absolutely crushing it. Then you have Raikou with 16.13 DPS, 522 TDO. And you're like, but Kyle, those are legendaries. All right, fine. We'll compare it to not legendaries then. You have Electivire. It's been had a community day. Everyone's had a chance at this point if you were playing at that time. 16.73 DPS, 405 TDO. Still abysmal for Tapu Koko. And lastly, if you're more recent to the game, we Luxray just had that community day not that long ago. Oh, my God. It's been like almost six months now, hasn't it? Yes. Oh, no. It sure has, man. It, November, right? Yep. Oh, my God. Anyways, 15.64 DPS, 380 TDO. Luxray is not very good in comparison, and it's still better than Tapu Koko. And when you have to compare yourself to Luxray in terms of DPS, you know things are looking bad. So in summary, Tapu Koko, not worth using in terms of a raid setting. It's not, I wouldn't even call it passable because it gets outperformed by something as common as a Luxray and something like Electivire outperforms it drastically. I don't know about you, but I think I rated three Tapu Koko and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done. I don't, I don't need to do anymore. <laughs> oh no, I did a bunch of them. I think I did like 12. I was like, send me all of the rock rough. When, when it was <laughs> yeah. like there. Yes. Speaking of rock rough, what a great transition. Next up, there's Lycanroc. It's just a, just a mono rock type. And man, what a terrible category to be in, in Pokemon Go. Uh, rock is very competitive. And if you don't know, Lycanroc has two forms. Midnight form doesn't learn a rock fast move. Therefore, it's not relevant to this conversation. Dusk form does. And so we're going to talk about it. And it has a DPS of 13.85 and a TDO of 292. Oh, it's so squishy. Sneeze and it's going to fall over. And that's real bad when we get to the people on this list. Other rock types at the top. We've we've talked about this list a lot if you've if you've been with us for a while. Rampardos, 18.41 DPS, 370 TDO. Again, he, he kind of falls over, but he brings the DPS to make up for it. Rhyperior with Rock Wrecker. 15.93 DPS, 602 TDO. Lower DPS, but that TDO is is pretty healthy. For your legendary option, you got Terrakian. 
15.69 DPS, 505 TDO. And then, of course, Tyranitar, 14.4 DPS, 532 TDO. It's real hard to compete in the rock field right now. I don't know. I kind of want to go look now at what is coming. I don't think anything else is going to compete with rock type for what we currently have. And that said, Lycanroc, it's made of tissue, and it doesn't bring the damage. Just for a closing note, it gets outperformed by Gigalith, and it only barely outperforms Amistar. So is where that is Legacy Amistar? Uh, I don't even know because I wasn't paying attention to the list. I just saw the name. I think name it has to like, be. I think it has to yeah. be because that's the only context in which you speak about <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> rock type moves on on almost dark so and and that is just sad so as cool as this pokemon is and i love this pokemon it's probably not worth using in go and that's all for gear up and so now we're going to go over to pokalore oh and and this is an, a natural extension of this section here because i decided i sat down to write the notes today or at least for this section and i was like you know, last week we were supposed to do Ho-Oh because that's what I promised. And we'll do it this week. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, it doesn't really make any sense anymore. So we're not going to do Ho-Oh. I was like, we got all these Alolan Pokemon. It's time to cover something new. And so this week we're going to cover the same Pokemon that Kyle happened to feature in his segment as well. We covered Tapu Koko last week. And this week we'll be covering Rockruff, the puppy Pokemon, and Lycanroc, the wolf Pokemon. We're only going to be covering, well, two, the two forms that we have so far. I'll mention in the description the third form, but I'm not going to give you stats for it because there's no reason to give them quite yet. We will revisit it in the future. I am almost certain. But let's start with Rockruff. Rockruff has an excellent sense of smell and will never forget an odor after smelling it once. There are tales of it reuniting with its trainer after becoming lost by following the faintest traces of scent. It has lived with humans since ancient times. Rockruff is often recommended as a good beginner due to its friendly nature. It can bond with trainers easily. However, Rockruff is said to be a challenging Pokemon to raise, to the point where some trainers abandon it due to being unable to handle it. Oh Oof. my gosh, wow. I'm going to punch those people wow. in the face, even though they're made up. This Pokemon is very sociable and will greet others by rubbing them with the rocks around its neck. It's really cute. It's got like a collar of rocks. It's adorable. As it ages, Rockruff becomes wilder and more independent. Once it is close to evolving, it will begin to howl when the sun goes down. It has been said to leave its trainer's side and return once it has evolved. A persistent Pokemon, it will keep going until it outlasts foes that are even more powerful. Rockruff intimidates opponents by using the rocks on its neck to hit the ground. As mentioned in the anime, Rockruff trains itself by running around. It attacks foes the moment they flinch. It has been known to fight with Growlithe over territory. I don't think that works out for Growlithe very well with my base understanding of, of type effectiveness here. <laughs> Poor Growlithe. It's a bad, it's a bad, bad time for sure. <laughs> Next up is Lycanroc, umbrella term. <laughs> Lycanroc is a canine Pokemon resembling a wolf. It has three possible forms, midday, midnight, and dusk. The first two forms are influenced by Solgaleo and Lunala when bathed in solar or lunar light. The third form is said to have been influenced by the setting sun of the evening. The midday form has a calm and cautious personality. In order to avoid needless fighting, the midday form prefers to live alone and does not form a pack with others of its kind. 
However, it is a fiercely loyal partner to trainers that accept it during its unruly stage. In battle, it darts past opponents while attacking them with the rocks in its mane. These swift movements leave many foes bewildered and backed into a corner. It always aims for the foe's weak spots using its fangs. Broken fragments of its stone mane are considered good luck. Sweet. Again, more world building. That's great. In contrast, Lycanroc's midnight form is thrilled by battling and becomes more excited the stronger its opponents. It's like a Goku Pokemon. This excitement <laughs> is what causes its eyes to glow. The midnight form is known to be reckless. Strategy consists of closing in on its opponent and encouraging attack and then countering with a powerful blow that knocks out its opponent. The full force of its headbutts can destroy giant boulders. Trainers that can draw out its power earn its trust, but it despises though that it disagrees with or who try to force it to fight. So those are the two forms. Uh, and that is to say, we do not have the dusk form yet, despite it being the form that I want the most. <laughs> I think it looks really, really cool. Uh, oh. But here's some, what, you, are you a midnight guy? I am a midnight guy. I it like it It is really, lot. really cool. It's very I, cool. I think midday and dusk are kind of weak design wise yeah like i like the orange on dusk but i just i don't think it has very much else going for it hmm. yeah th that's fair enough they do look a little bit blasé in comparison to how a little over the top midnight form looks yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's talk about stats really quick for at least the two forms that we do have so first up is midday max cp at level 40 26 78 and at level 50 with xl candy 30 27 181 stamina, 140 defense, and 231 attack. That's a high attack stat. Best moveset will be rock throw with crunch and drill run. Not a lot of, you know, crazy stab going on there all over the place. They are all mono rock type. They don't gain typing, by the way. So just Ugh, keep that in mind. Yeah. Midnight form, max CP at level 40, 2744. A little bit higher than midday. And also, again, a little bit higher than midday at level 50 with Candy XL. At 3102. 198 stamina, 152 defense, and 218 attack. So it'll do a little bit less damage, but it is far bulkier than the midday form. Best move set on this one is counter with psychic fangs and stone edge. Again, a strange smattering of moves that <laughs> might be just as much to its benefit as its detriment. I am not a PvP scholar. <laughs> so kyle what do you think have you like like looked at the pvp viability of these pokemon at all because obviously pve they're gonna get you know very very quickly outmatched like you just listed and enumerated for us so you know have you seen any rumblings i haven't but i can't imagine with base defense like this for it to be any good news hmm like the base defense they're made of tissue paper yeah midnight form is not too bad i mean 152 isn't awful but it's not uh, exceptional midnight is the one that's ranked higher in great league at least according to pv poke currently mm -hmm. so there's yeah. that but it's still very not good yeah yeah and fair enough even worse in ultra league so there there's that there's oh that. my gosh well then i don't know why i was scanning mine hmm i just won't even <laughs> worry about it just wait until somebody puts our words in our mouth we're just not aware Probably. of something that's always the case <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's it for the poke lore that means we're going into the poke poll so last week's question was what pokemon or feature from the alola region are you looking forward to the most in pokemon go i've got to interject 
here very quickly and apologize because uh, we didn't give you all a lot of time to answer this question. Uh, I definitely took a little bit longer editing this last editing cycle, so I do apologize for that. So if you are really burning to answer this question, we will still be accepting answers for this one for episode 182, 83, 83 next week. So, uh, yeah, please feel free. The first response is from Natasha, and they said, is it bad if I say hopefully obtaining a shiny Alolan Raichu after all this time? I absolutely love Alola coming in, but oh man, the hunt is on. I agree. Chocolate I bunny. I already have a, a shiny Alolan Raichu. I'm still going to do those raids. That I want more. <laughs> Alolan Raichu will always be a special raid for me, and I'm hoping for the same reason for you too, Kyle, because back when we had uh, all the different raid tiers, it was one of the only ones that you could really consistently solo and when it was new. Yeah, well, it was it was fun to solo too. Like it mm-hmm. just, I don't know, like you could solo other three-star raids at the time, not really that big a deal, but something about Alolan Raichu was fun to mm-hmm. solo for me. I it think was it was the might right be, difficulty level. I think it might just be because I got to use ghosts if I wanted to, and that's good <laughs> enough for me. Fair enough, man. <laughs> And our next and last answer is from Debbie Pebble, and they said Komala. And then this was where my ignorance came in, and I'm like, Komala? What is that? I had to look it up. I knew what the Pokemon was. I just didn't know its name. It's that it's- log wearing the koala-looking thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's the log with the koala <laughs> companion. I didn't know about I didn't know about this because we were just we were just looking at it. But Kyle said, oh, yeah, this is the one that people think. I'm not sure if it's the log or the koala. Right. I'm like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> but I love that question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my it, it doesn't it doesn't matter that it's not true. It's just it's hilarious to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So this week's Pokeball question was, which generational debut have you enjoyed the most so far in Pokemon Go? And why was it not Kalos? Yeah, why was it not Kalos? <laughs> or if it was Kalos, why? Mm. Besides, one of the stars is your favorite because that's fair. God, my memory's awful. I only remember Kalos and Alola now. What even happened for Unova? I don't remember Unova <laughs> at all, but I do remember Johto's like it was yesterday. Really? Well, th- uh-huh. didn't they like drop like thirty Pokemon though for Johto all at once? They dropped them all at once. They were all at once. I mean, technically not all of them, I would imagine. And I don't remember specifically. I'd have to look it up. But if legendaries, I mean, legendaries probably weren't released right away because there's a number of them and they like to use those for raids and things like that. But this was like in the first year of the game. So I don't they didn't really have raids to build around, but maybe they were playing ahead. But I just remember it being overwhelming in a good way when that came out. Not like this whole, oh, it, I'm still flooded with new spawns, but there's only six of them. I think I'm going to have to research and get back to you so I can remind hmm. myself because none of them stand out enough except for the last two. I really like this launch. This is good. Like mm-hmm. I'm seeing the new spawns. I wish that I could actually see the Jangmo-O that we're spawning because they do exist. Like it's not ungodly rare that Axew is. So that's cool, even if I can't see them. And it's also tied into the season of Alola, and I've seen a lot of evolved Pokemon lately, and so that's just kind of felt good, and it's kind of associated with the launch too. So I mean, let, let's just take a moment to appreciate that there is a new shiny 
in the wild common too to hunt there is a new shiny and a new pokemon that's in raids and there's a new pokemon in eggs to chase and the rest of them that were released and there were more than like a handful still were all just in the wild and they were abundant all week it covered all the bases now that i think about it though unova launched we got the three starters we got patrat and we got lillipup and both of those could be shiny when they came out for example I don't remember what else we got at the same time as that. But so that was also I couldn't tell you that was also a, a fun one that I remember fondly because I got two shiny lily pup in the same day. So nice. <laughs> All right. They're garbage <laughs> shinies, but that's OK. <laughs> we need those. We need those fillers. <laughs> All right. But if you, dear listener, have an answer to this week's Pokepole question, which is which generational debut have you enjoyed the most so far in Pokemon Go? And bonus points if you tell us why or what particularly you, you liked about it. Uh, Kyle will give us his his real answer next week. And if you still have anything about the Alola region that you're excited about for Pokemon Go, please send us those answers as well. You can leave us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717. We will post that question on Twitter. You can answer there as well. If you're a patron, we have a Discord dedicated to it in our patron Discord. We'll talk about that in Patreon and patronage at the end of the show. Or you can send us an email the old-fashioned way to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before any of that, we're going to pass on over to DeFi-E for a special pvp corner segment this week i'm not going to spoil any of it so enjoy i'm defy 250 i'm Hoff. i'm mystic sparkle and this is pvp corner the pvp segment that has full shiny odds So listeners, you will notice there is no fish on a heater this week. We have a Girls That PvP episode. I am so excited today to be joined by the fantastic goddess Enhoff, as well as the amazing Mystic Sparkle. How are the two of you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, You know, just settling in. It snowed up here in Boston today, so very pretty outside and... uh... Just winding down for the day. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, not too bad weather wise. I mean, it was a little rainy today, but not bad. It's warming up a tad, but <laughs> not much. It's definitely f- below freezing here in Wisconsin as well. So, for our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with you, can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do? Um, Mystic Sparkle, we can start with you. I'm Mystic Sparkle. Um, I stream on Twitch. I'm one of the lovely admins in the Girls at PvP server. I also help run my local PvP server, The Professor's Finest. I'm Enhoff. I also uh, stream on Twitch. Also an admin for, for Girls at PvP. Additionally, a meta-analyst and developer for Go Stadium PvP. Let's help our listeners get to know you a little bit. What are your histories with Pokemon is my first question. And how do you get into Pokemon Go specifically? So, for example, I've been playing Pokemon since Red, Blue, and Yellow. And I'm a day one player in Go. Yeah, so I actually started um, with Generation 2. So Silver and Crystal were my first two games. And I've just loved the franchise since. There's definitely been, you know, more involved moments and, and less involved times. But I was similarly a day one uh, Pokemon Go player. 
Um, and in a similar fashion, I, I dropped off a bit from the game and came back, and it's it's always just been really great. The The franchise of Pokemon has always been really enjoyable for me. I'm a Gen 1-er. I played basically Pokemon Red, basically stayed till Generation 2, dropped off a little bit. Um, I picked up Pokemon Go, I'd say 11 days into it. I was a little bit busy with a new job, got pretty tied down, so picked up around day 11. And played pretty much ever since. Had a little bit of a dry spell, basically, when it got a little bit stale. Basically, not much to do in the game. Um, picked back up when raids came. And getting into PvP, actually, a friend of mine actually convinced me to start PvP once. Um, <laughs> we did a raid train. He's like, you need to try this out. We need to try this out. And I did. All right. And that leads perfectly into kind of what got you into the PvP specifically. So it sounds like Mystic Sparkle, you got, you were kind of roped in by a friend. Um, and Hop, how about you? Yeah. So um, like I mentioned, I uh, played Pokemon Go when it, when it first came out. Um, and I, I played the game for about a year and a half uh, or so into what that would be uh, end of 2017, early 2018. And then uh, life kind of took over, uh, things got shifted around, and I was not living in as, as urban of an area, so it was just not making sense to play as much. And I said to myself, if I pick this game back up, I'm going all in. So I did what I said, I went all in <laughs> on the game, uh, and that included PvP, and I've just never stopped. And then I think the best intro question I could ask, the most telling one, is what is your favorite Pokemon? So, Enhoff, I know yours, but what is your favorite Pokemon? My favorite Pokemon is very uh, exciting and uh, topical, and that is Sandshrew, the featured Pokemon of this March's Community Day. I am so excited for you. I thought of you the second this Community Day dropped. I'm that's amazing. Mystic Sparkle, how about you? What is your favorite Pokemon? It's a toss-up between Gyarados and Umbreon. Yeah, I've seen Gyarados. I think it's in your Discord profile picture. They're both yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Gyarados is a great pick. All right, it is time for our Extreme Speed headlines, kind of our GBL section. So right now in GBL, in our interlude season... From March 8th to March 15th, we have Open Ultra League as well as Ultra League Premier Classic. Ultra League Premier Classic involves no legendaries, no mythicals, and nothing that has XL candy. So keep those XLG Fisk on the bench. Are the two of you running anything interesting? Are you focusing more on Open Ultra, Ultra League Premier Classic, Mystic Sparkle? What's lighting your fire here for Go Battle League? I'm sticking with Ultra Premier Classic. Um, past two seasons, it's been streaming re really well. This season, I'm trying a little bit different. Um, I'm basically running a double flyer team with Goon. Um, not my usual team that I ran with the Ultra Premier Classic, but I'm liking it so far. It went really, really positive today, so I'm pretty pleased with it. Yeah, I'm running a all fire team that was suggested to me on stream. So Typhlosion, Wing Attack Charizard, and Blaziken. So I've got the kick and chicken. Nice. Which is interesting. It gets real sad if there's like Swampert, but <laughs> it can be beat. And Hoff, how about you? Yeah, I'm going with kind of a classic uh, Ultra League Premier Classic team. Uh, that I've been using for a bit of uh, Trevenant, Walrein, uh, kind of the the dynamic duo in, in ULPC, and then Surfetched. Uh, I'm 
purposely not really building any new toys this season when I can avoid it because um, factions is very expensive and uh, on on the dust and it's uh, you know a nice kind of relaxing season to me and and just using some accumulated things that are nice and the team performs very well. Looking ahead, March 15th to March 22nd, we have Open Master League, so those level 50 mons. But on the other side of the coin, we have Love Cup. I know when I ran Love Cup last month, I ran a team that Camo McGeo 8 was running. I don't know if he created it or he found it somewhere else, but I kind of attribute it to him. It was Dredagon and then two members of the Slowpoke family. He ran Canto Slowbro and Canto Slowpoke. I also ran Canto Slowbro, but then on my stream, I maxed out a Canto Slowpoke, my hundo. I love this cute little thing. It was beautiful. So I'd kind of like to try running that again. And Hoff, I agree with you. I feel like I shouldn't be building new toys, but I also want to build new toys. It's very hard for me. <laughs> well, I will say for Love Cup, I am thinking about a new toy because uh, of the recent Pokemon added, one is eligible. So that's the main difference between uh, Love Cup of last month and Love Cup of this month is uh, Toracat and Incineroar. And notably Incineroar, because I don't know that Toracat gets any decent moves. Incineroar certainly isn't going to be meta-defining, but it could be a pretty fun thing to, to use for a few games. All right, let's go ahead and get into our Sylph check-in. And this month in Sylph, we have the Obsidian Cup. So for me, for the Obsidian Cup, we talked about it a little bit last week. It was our deep dive. We talked about Politoed being really sw- safe. We talked about Dragalgy. Walrin is a thing that exists and has broken everything. But looking at it and build, kind of building my own team, I found I really kind of like Galvantula. I don't know why. I just maybe just because I have the rank one. It just has the special place in my heart, and I find an excuse to use it whenever. I also like Samurott. So I was able to use the Samurott that had a really recent community day. I think mine's the rank six. I like that it has a lot of really good matchups against dark types because it's fast. It has a bug type fast move. And Hoff, is there anything that you are looking forward to using in Obsidian Cup or anything you're currently using that's working really well? Yeah, I haven't started any tournaments in it yet, but. These metas where fairies are banned, or just in general when, when dragon types look very good and are kind of top of the meta, and water types are also allowed, are metas that I tend to really like, uh, Dragon Tail Milotic, because the, the, the water type there tends to do well enough against steel types, so you're not really suffering with dragon's other resistance, and you are taking neutral damage from Dragon and putting back super effective with Dragon Tail. Uh, it is, uh, again, big part of water types. Uh, similarly to Samurott, is resisting Walrein, uh, at least until it gets to the Earthquake. And that can be really nice for both Milotic and for Samurott there. But that's always been kind of my my go-to interesting pick, or, or rather a thing that can slide under the radar. Mystic Sparkle, how about you? Anything in Obsidian Cup that's kind of piquing your interest at this point? Any any meta that Embryon is like a, a viable pick, I love bringing it and love using it. It's so bu- it's bulkier than I feel <laughs> like it should be. I agree, especially in Great League. It's so good. 
It is. It honestly is. One tournament I am looking forward to is the GoCast Obsidian Cup. We are starting on March 14th. So that is coming up really, really soon. And that is exclusive to GoCast patrons. All right. We've been mentioning Girls That PvP. We've been talking about it, hinting at it kind of throughout this segment so far. I'm ready. Are you ready to kind of deep dive into what is Girls That PvP? For sure. All right. Big question. What is Girls That PvP? What is the server? What is it about? Do you want to take the take the wheel off? Sure, I can. So Girls That PvP is a movement, more so than even uh, a server uh, can define it to. But it's it's about women in this Pokemon Go trainer battle community who want to be able to not have to deal with the judgment of men, the belittling that can tend to happen in gaming communities by men and have a sense of of community and union with other women in this community and it's about the ability to empower one another through that and to just be able to talk through anything in pokemon go pvp or even pokemon go as a whole or even pokemon as a whole uh without some of the negative aspects that can sometimes arise from the presence of of men in gaming communities. Is there anything else you want to add, Mystic Sparkle? No, she she nailed it really well. All right, Mystic Sparkle, maybe you want to talk a little bit. When did this movement start, or how did it start? Um, it started with um, originally it was a, basically a part of the J Farm server, and we branched out into our own server because we wanted to start hosting our own tournaments with just the girls, and it just grew little bit by little bit more people found out more girls found out about it reached out and joined and it grew to what it is today oh and what is the current server membership is i think over 400 women all together in one community we are at 425 yeah discord settings are to be believed that is amazing and i mention this all the time but is this only for the cream of the crop elite battlers? So the best of the best leaderboard women who want to PvP? No. It's it's for any woman that has any interest in the PvP scene. If you have any, like, even if, like, basically you want a beginning, you want to find out how to play PvP, we welcome all women that have any interest in PvP or Pogo in general. We all want to support each other and support women. Yeah, and something I love that, that is all women. So we have a really strong um, LGBTQ presence in our server. So uh, if you are put off by the idea of just, you know, girls that PvP, know that that encompasses all women. No, I'm definitely very happy with with how inclusive our server is as, as a whole. It's one of my favorite aspects of it, being queer myself. We have a lot of women in the server who are still new to PvP or are not, you know, having goals of reaching the leaderboard, just want to have a good time in their local tournaments. And the communications that happen between members in the server, it's all very welcoming and it's all something that makes me very happy to see go down because it's women helping other women. Awesome. Mystic Sparkle, what is it about girls that PvP that you love so much that you put in the time and put in the effort to be an admin of this server? It's supporting other women. Like we help each other, even like, like 
like a cough would say, friendly like free banter after basically bat- battle banter of just basically supporting each other. It's nice actually to battle against another woman and actually not fear of basically getting ridiculed by someone else because oh you're not you play badly because you're a woman it's it's the supportiveness of having someone else that's a that's a woman that's supporting you your same beliefs and same 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 drive and and Hoff is there anything you wanted to add I know you talked a lot about the inclusion but is there another facet that you'd like to talk about in what about this community is it that you love so much an aspect that I really enjoy is just the pride that members tend to have in it and the enjoyment that members tend to have in it. And it's certainly something that can, you know, bring tensions to a head around administrating a server, around any, you know, regulatory aspect of it. But at the end of the day, it's it's a passion that's that's there and it's it's really reassuring to know that people enjoy being a part of things. And something that I feel is unique to this server that I don't really see in other servers that I'm like an admin for is things will come up, people will wax and wane from interest from the game. And I've received messages from women who are leaving the server because they're pruning down their Discord servers, because they're, you know, taking a break from Go, whatever it may be. But it's like, hey, I'm stepping out for a bit or I'm just, you know, not interested in Go for a while but it's not because of you or it's not because of like the server. Thank you for like including me. And that's just like really, it, it really warms my heart uh, to see that kind of messaging rather than just like a silent, you know, drop or, or whatever it may be. GoCast podcast, ladies, is all about setting goals. Chris starts every podcast with a recap of the goals of last week and every podcast ends with setting goals for the next week. So keeping that in mind, what are some of your goals this year? And it would be great to talk maybe about some goals for the girls that PVP community, but also if you have maybe some personal goals this year. So for example, my goal I talk about, I talk about wanting to hit kind of that next level in Sylph a lot. I talk about wanting to hit Legend. It'll happen for me someday. <laughs> it will happen, I believe. But so those are some of my personal goals, but do you have any goals for the community or personal ones for yourself? Um, my goal would be at least to like improve a little bit more and hopefully hit elite basically in Sylph. Um, possibly get leaderboards for basically for um GBL, but that's not a huge goal. I mean, like I kind of just like having having fun with GBL. Um, and also grow more of my own personal community and get more girls involved. I know there's this at least in my area. There's not a whole lot of PvP presence, but um, just to hopefully get more people involved in the community. Yeah, so personally, I listed a bunch of goals at the start of this year, um, and and many of them include this community. So one of them that's big and is a personal goal as well is just, like, continuing women at the top of competition in Pokemon Go PvP, and and both Mystic Sparkle and myself are, uh, among other women, are on the top tiers of factions performance that are self sphere and and then participating in other things like the upcoming regionals tournaments for for play pokemon events uh continuing to perform well in gbl is always really a goal for my for me but things i really want to do this year is is continuing to promote women in the content creation and more public aspect of the pvp community so 
I obviously want to continue getting women into the server and into participating in PvP, but I think that there's a real problem on uh, Twitch and, and YouTube and other creation platforms of just not having a ton of women um, out there producing content. And it's definitely improved in the past year. Um, I'm regularly able to raid my viewers in to a female battler's Twitch stream at the end of one of mine, but it's definitely an area that I think there could be, you know, very good improvement for. That also segues into more general performances that promote women. So uh, DeFi, yourself, and myself as well, are regularly on shoutcasts for, you know, tournament recaps, are regularly um, analysts on the desk for a tournament, and Having women in those positions as well, I think, is huge for the community for seeming uh, how how inviting the community is for other women battlers, and I think that's something that has a huge reach that really needs to be further pushed and improved on. Excellent. So before we get into our shameless plugs, we need to do the most important shameless plug of all. Let's say someone's listening to this Mystic Sparkle and they decide, hey, I want to be involved with girls at PvP. How would they go about doing that? Um, we do have an official Twitter, GTPVP underscore official. Um, shoot us a message and we can definitely get uh, any girl a link to our Discord. Excellent. Now we can do the rest of the shameless plugs. You wonderful ladies have a lot of projects going on. What would you like to talk about? How can the people find you? How can people get involved with the different projects that you're involved in? Uh, and Hoff, you can go ahead and start. Yeah, so I am on Twitter at Goddess Enhoff and on Twitch at N.A. Hoff. Uh, it was a little late to the, the Enhoff tag on Twitch, but you can definitely get me in either of those positions. I'm also a member of the Ghost Stadium Discord server because uh, I'm on staff with them. So that's another spot if you want to, you know, get a, an invite link. If you're not on Twitter and, and you are in Discord, but you want to join our Discord, you can always uh, find me there or in a myriad of other Discords and tag me, DM me, say, hey, I'd like to join and, and I will get you through for that. All right, Mystic Sparkle, how about you? All right, I'm on Twitch as well as Mystic Sparkle 24 same with Twitter as well. All right, and we'll put some of those links definitely in the show notes. But I think we have ourselves a segment. Everyone out there, we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for PvP Corner, maybe there are other guests that you want to have us have on the show. Let us know. You can direct that feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you'll find links for Enhoff and for Mystic Sparkle, as well as the regular old More Fish or More DeFi that take you to Fish and my other projects and ways to contact the two of us. And with that, Fish and I will see you next week. See you. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much, DeFi-E, and your wonderful panel as well. That was spectacular. Thank you very much for doing that. And it's just great to get some special content like that every once in a while. Kudos to DeFi for putting that together. Thank you. Okay, so while we were talking about something, I completely lost focus in, in that period of time since then. Could you help me out, Kyle? 
is because it's time for emails. Oh, I should have known. And this week, I should have absolutely known because we've got two voicemails. We're going to play this first one from Axiom Nor. Hi, Bill, Kyle, and Todd, Chris. Axiom Nor here. <laughs> so the thing I'm looking forward to most from Alola are definitely the new bug type Pokemon. Vigavolt, Ribbon Bee, Arachnid, Elizapod, and Feramosa, and of course, most of all, Buzzwolf. That's right. Are just all fantastic new, unique bug-type Pokemon to add to any bug trainer's repertoire. But you asked a much more important question this week that, uh, or last week that I can answer. <laughs> Wait a second. So, the fact that a Pop-Tart is a dumpling is untenable. So, over the next hour, I promise I will convince all of you <laughs> listening that... That's probably the, my favorite ending to any email we've ever received, <laughs> except for the one time. Who was it? Well, somebody called in. I think it was Joe, and he was calling, and he called twice. And the first one, he called. He was saying his email, and then you hear him drop something. He goes, oh, no, drop my keys, and then hangs up. <laughs> and then calls back and gives the same email, or the same voicemail again. Oh, my gosh. That was... Awesome. Uh, Thank you, Axiom Nor. And how could I have not just gone off about all the bugs, dude? You're right. Buzzswole, my boy. Buzzswole is fantastic, but also the Ultra Beast. Let's just, you know what? Maybe next week, if we don't have any crazy news, I'll just do a whole gear up on the Ultra Beasts just to talk Ooh. about them. Oh, yeah. Okay. That'd be interesting. I, I, have a, I have a unique perspective of having not played Ultra Sun and Moon at all. So, well, they were also in Sun and Moon. So, well, I, but I only played like six hours of Sun and Moon. So, yeah, dude, I'm very excited to go through this era of Pokemon with you, even if they're not special in game for whatever reason they treat them just normally. I'm excited to discuss them. Their entries are insane. <laughs> it's so much fun. So much fun. But we have a second voicemail as well. This one is from Ted. Thank you, by the way, Axiomenor. That was great. Hey, Kyle and Chris. This is Ted, otherwise known as Arkham Patient, just joining Team Voicemail for the first time to say that a Pop-Tart is a ravioli. Thank you, and great show, guys. <laughs> I couldn't get behind it. Are you happy with yourself? <laughs> Are you proud? I am. I am. If, if my girlfriend could hear right now, she'd be livid. <laughs> she'd be shaking. She She is very much Team Absolutely Not. A dumpling so okay all right all right hey, fair enough but what about like so is a ravioli a dumpling i think a ravioli is its own thing so i think that's a fair potential answer there okay all right i, I think one of the potential differences i guess between a dumpling and a ravioli is a dumpling is one piece like ravioli's italian <laughs> yeah but ra ravioli is two pieces that have been like crimped on the edges i think okay so I guess that is technically more of a prop. Oh my part. gosh. We need somebody to give us a master class on this and just <laughs> record it. That's what we need. Okay. Well, thank you very much to the two of you for your voicemails. And if you, dear listener, would like to send us a voicemail, you can again to the number 262-586-7717. But we also did receive two emails. Kyle, you want to read us the first one? First emails from Kelvin. They said, hey guys, how's it going? It's been a while, so I hope you're both well. I can't say I've been playing Go a lot recently, but Johto Tour definitely got me back into it more. 
I came away with 15 shinies, but no Corsola after 75 raids with the help of modders and Justin. On the downside, I got a solid 11, 11, 11 Celebi and an 11, 11, 12 Shadow Ho. Hoping oh. everyone else's was a bit better. Mine Chris, was pretty close. <laughs> uh, I think I act, I got a 15, 12, 13 Shadow Ho. Yeah, so I remember you telling me, and I was like, the first number was 15. The rest does not matter. Yeah, I was like, that's good. I, I'm, I'm not upset. I see a 15 in the first slot. It's positive. Yeah, mine, and, I'm just checking right now again. It's all, Mine's 11, 12, 11. So I, I feel you, Kelvin. I really, oof, really do. Oof. Since the Johto Tour, the Alola event has started, and I think this gen is one of my favorites. I'm very pleased to say on day two of the event, I got a house spawn, Jang Mo'o. Wow. Wow. Dodge to walk it for the rest of the year. Sounds sounds about right. Komo'o is uh, S tier in PvP, by the way, for those who, who don't know or haven't realized yet. It's it's going to be a monster. That's the evolved form of Jingmo, by the way. Yes. Fighting dragon type. It's very scary. Since emailing last, my girlfriend and I moved house, and we've invested in two little black kittens named Umbri and Espy. They are absolutely nuts when they want to be, but we love them, even if they insist on clawing the new sofas that we haven't finished paying off. Oh, no. <laughs> finally, I've just completed my goal for 2021, only two months late, but I finally have a live shiny decks of Kanto. Well, kind of. As soon as home merges with Legends Arceus and I can trade my shiny Paris and Parasect over, my goal for the remainder of this year is to finish my Johto live shiny decks, although I may have to extend it to Hoenn as well because I'm only seven short on Johto, one wow. of which is Corsola. Yikes. Wow. That's, that's good progress there. Good luck with that. That's incredible. <laughs> Does Corsola count? Can you can you catch a Corsola in Sword and Shield and transfer that one over? I don't think so. Okay. Fair enough. No. Anyways, have a good one. Kelv drinks custard, resonant average player. P.S. Kyle has a surprise coming in the future, maybe sometime in May. I read this and now I'm scared. Is that a threat? It sounds, it sounds like a threat. We're going to find out. Maybe it's, maybe it's threatening with a good time. You don't know. It's another. Whoa, that's another cleft key. <laughs> what? <laughs> why is the first? Why? Why was that also my first thought? I'm like, oh, no, someone's going to give me another cleft key. <laughs> Because uh, eventually, once I once I remember that we should set up a P.O. box, I just want people to every once in a while send you like a drawing of a clef key or something. Yeah. Just <laughs> little pipe cleaner model of a clef key. Yeah. And if nobody else does it, I'll just pretend to be different people and send stuff to our own P.O. box just to keep the dream alive. You like, know, Kyle, you got another clef key. <laughs> like, I recognize this this stitch work, Chris. <laughs> all right thank you very very much for the email kelvin appreciate it this next one and our last email this week is from drew too hey chris and kyle i've noticed many people who write in often apologize for their long emails so i have to ask why do you guys hate long emails so much <laughs> sorry for the long email drew too all right for the record neither of us hate long emails <laughs> actually we encourage you to do whatever length of email you feel is appropriate. It's just people feel the need to apologize for having long emails. I don't know, Kyle. What did we do that made people feel like they have to apologize? I just I, are, we, I think, are, are we mean? I think people in general just feel like, oh, oh no, I'm I'm intruding or stuff. I'm like, no, there's, mm. there's no there's no long email, especially because eighty percent of the people who say sorry for long email, it's like 
three sentences long. I'm like, no, it's not a long email. Don't worry. You don't have to feel sorry. It's okay. This one is literally two sentences. <laughs> they yeah, didn't apologize, I, though. Well, he said sorry for the long email. Yeah. Oh, okay. They did. <laughs> That, that's yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the there's two sentences and one of them is sorry for the long email <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love oh it all right God. i'm gonna get out ahead of this and if somebody emails us something that just says sorry for the long email i'm gonna tell you while that is funny i'm not gonna read it on the show there's no <laughs> point but uh i do love this joke it's very funny drew sorry we have no clue what we did to people i'm not sure but we'll keep on keeping on <laughs> We'll keep on keeping on. All right. Thank you very, very much to you two for sending in emails and to our two voicemails as well. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email like these fine folks did, you can email us at mail at gocastpodcast.com. The voicemail line, one more time, is 262-586-7717. And a reminder that you can send us an email or voicemail just in general. It doesn't have to be about the Pokepole or anything else. If you want to say hi and talk about Pokemon Go, share a fun catch. Share a fun story. Ask a question. Be off topic about Pop-Tarts and raviolis and dumplings. Is <laughs> a hot dog a sandwich, etc. We love that stuff. So please, don't be shy. We love to hear from you, long email or otherwise. But for all things GoCast Podcast, including information about our upcoming meetup, you can go to GoCastPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. You can help support the show via Patreon monetarily. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCast podcast, where one dollar a month gets you access to our patron discord server, which is like the best thing we offer by far. Absolutely. One hundred percent, which is why we made it the most accessible thing. If you would not like to help support us monetarily, whether it's like not an option, you've already done it. You're looking for another way to do it. You can also leave us a review on any listening platform that supports review infrastructure such as spotify welcome to the group spotify we got two new reviews since the last time we've read reviews this first one is from shears 59 this by far has to be the best podcast for everything pokemon go they do an incredible job at breaking everything down they even have a pvp corner that's very helpful for people trying to grow their skills i would recommend this to anyone who plays go keep up the great work hashtag shiny vibes (laughs) the second one is from kn B-U-G-C-F space B. I'm not sure if that is in a different language or if that stands for something, but it's not a word I can say. <laughs> I think I can say it if I tried. Uh, Kinbugs. Thank you. This podcast is really useful and helpful. I listen to this every night when I go to bed and listen for a while. If you are reading this and you have never listened to GoCast, go ahead and you will see how good it is. This podcast is amazing. Y'all are just so kind. (laughs) You are just so very, very kind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of the support and everything we get from all of you constantly, whether you've left a review or not. Before we do goals really quick, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Don't want to go by without mentioning them. A big thank you to Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, Andrew, Robert, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, Amini, Sports, Thayer, Jason, Charles, and Modders. Thank you very much for your generous support of the show in helping us keep our uh, digital lights on. Mr. Kyle, we've got one more thing, and then mm-hmm. we're easy and open and free and breezy and all those things. Yep. So we have a community day this weekend. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. Shiny goals. Let's do it. What are you doing? You going to a park or something? Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't looked at what the weather's going to be like. I don't really have any plans. If it's nice, we should hang. We'll uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what the weather's going to look like. 
for okay, sure. If it's nice and you don't want to hang. We could Maybe. also not hang. We'll, we'll, we'll communicate <laughs> later Later in Wait, the why week. Don't, you don't want to make our personal plans on the podcast that we publish? No. Because okay. if it's going to be like 20 degrees outside, I'm I'm not doing anything special for this oh, community okay. today. All right. Fair enough. I already got like four shiny Alolan Sandshrew. So that's <laughs> okay. not the target here. Um, Two different shinies, though. Are you going to set them separate or together? Together. Oh, boring. Okay. I'm Excuse gonna, me. <laughs> well, fine. I'm going to say 15 shinies because I have a feeling I'm not going to actually play that hard. Okay. Um, I want to finish my first step for the masterwork research because I know the second step is time gated and I really need to get on that. So I need that's uh, 22 more field research. Don't look forward to that. You'll get them done during this community day if you this is do true. anything. I hadn't really thought about the fact that there was the community day, but uh oh man, what else is going on? The bonuses uh, it's an eggs, egg right? bonus. Yeah. Not interested. Uh-huh. Not oh interested. boy, I, I just finished uh, writing down a hundred eggs. <laughs> Four hundred thousand experience. I have at least one best friend coming up. So there's that. Four hundred thousand, not five hundred thousand? Yeah, four hundred thousand. I don't know how much I'm gonna play. And I mm-hmm. only got 800,000 this week with a spotlight. All right. What about Stardust? Uh, No, instead of Stardust, I'm going to say five go rocket leaders. Okay. I'm at 18 right now for my level 45. And you have to do how many of them again? 50. Oh, my gosh. I did my, that such a, a while ago now. I don't even remember. The sad part about it is you also need to purify 100 shadow Pokemon. I'm at 12. <laughs> there is going to come a time where I'm going to just have to light a whole bunch of stardust on fire. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> Speaking of which, I don't think I'm going to make it a goal this week, but soon I want to make it a goal to spend my stardust because I have about five million. So okay. maybe maybe I'll remember that next week. If I told you that right now I'm at nine point one million stardust, would you believe me? Yeah, you don't you don't spend it. I had twelve million. Kyle, yeah. I spent three million. That's fine. Don't spend it. It doesn't exist. I did. Well, this was a big deal for me. I thought you'd be more supportive. I'm making no, healthy did. life you choices. You thought ten million was going to be your baseline. Yeah, and I'm at nine point one, so I got to work my way back What'd up to ten. Upgrade? A bunch of things, dude. It was really time to like update and upgrade my rating teams and things like that. I just haven't put a lot of resources into Pokemon because I couldn't power them up all the way or whatever. Anyway, we can talk about that. Were you taking things to 50 or were you just 40 stuff? As as far as I could, especially for my 100%, some of them to oh, 50, as far some as of them to like 46, okay. 46 and a half, you know, okay. stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. But like my Shadow Ho-Oh, I, or the Apex Shadow Ho-Oh, it, even though his IVs are not spectacular, I powered that thing up as much as I could. It's at like uh, 3586 CP right now. Ugh, okay. So, yeah. Very excited to keep working on that. Anyway, my goals for next week are going to be 30 shinies, 100 eggs, and 2 million experience. I'm not going to set a stardust goal. It's just going to be kind of an open goal to hit 10 million. Um, but I did just check my backpacker medal, which DeFi has turned me on to checking now because her and I are incredibly close on the same goal here to our platinum badge. I need to I'm put work. at 49,291, which means that I'm roughly... Actually, exactly <laughs> 709 away from my Platinum Backpack Metal. Well, this should be interesting to see how many you spin because I was checking out our leaderboard channel on Discord today because it's we were posting the statistics and stuff. And 
legendary Moo, who is a lot of people here will know is a is a super player, is is an ultra player. I don't know how much higher you get. I don't know. He spun like twenty seven hundred stops last week. Seven hundred last week? No, twenty seven hundred. Twenty seven. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, it was, was twenty seven hundred Pokemon, fifteen hundred stops. That's still, still a lot, lot, man. It's That's still, still a lot. So much. So good luck. I have just under half you. of that. Okay, all right. I, for comparison, because I once the weather gets nicer, I'm going to try and work on this one too. I'm yeah. at twenty two thousand nine hundred. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to hit it this week, but it's definitely on my I radar. Is what I I'm saying. All right, I'll set it. I mean, I'll write it down. Let's do it. Let's just, do it. It'll be just, great because I'll be needing to spin a lot of stops anyway for eggs and be moving a lot. So this will probably work out. You, At least in a way that's like maybe 300 of them. No, come on. Stops go really fast if you stay in an area. Like, yeah. if you actually stay. Yeah, but then I can't hatch eggs. True. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah, there's a place. Calm down. Come on. I, Look, I know. If you, sat, if you sat in the square, <laughs> if you sat yeah. in the square with your Pokeball yeah. Plus, you would probably, you get 90 an hour. Think about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, probably. But you fine. could also walk around the square, hatch eggs, and be spinning at that same rate because there really isn't a spot in the square where there isn't a stop to spin. Yeah. So I'm just saying that there's, it's, it, you can do it. My fingers are crossed for good weather. We'll see. We'll oh, see. God. And before we do get out of here, I do need to file one retraction that I saw posted while we were recording this from our friends on Discord. Shout out to two Cross Devil and Saramanda that uh, not just the legendary beasts roamed in their games, but Lati Os and Lati Us also mm, roamed the That's maps. right. They did. So they we did. forgot that. So thank you very much for pointing that out. Appreciate it. And I think that's... I think that's it for the show. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week for episode 183. And the plan is right now for us to be joined by two guests. So see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.